join us in the prayer for illumination. God, be with us this day as we take the next step in our faith journey. We know that this is only the beginning and we look forward to hearing your word this morning as it relates to our lives. Be with us as we explore this journey together with our church family. Amen. Amen. Our New Testament reading today on this Confirmation Sunday comes from Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes to us from the 17th chapter of Exodus, verses 1 through 7. Listen now for the word of God to the church. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst. So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this passage from Exodus, the Israelites are in the middle of their journey from bondage in Egypt to rest in the promised land. They have crossed the Red Sea. They have escaped Pharaoh's pursuit. From there, they turned to the south, down into the heart of the Sinai Peninsula, to the area known as the Wilderness of Sin. From that point, they set their sights on Rephidim. Now, this small portion of the journey, roughly about 50 miles, would be accomplished in three stages. The first, from Sin to Dofka. The second, from Dofka to Alush. And then the final leg on to Rephidim. Now, this unusual detail gives us a small snapshot of a much larger truth, the idea that the journey of faith is something 
that is traveled in stages. On this Confirmation Sunday, 36 young people are entering a new stage in their journey. They are turning a new corner, setting out over new and untested ground. Their goal, however, is the same as ours, to make their way to the promised land of God's care, to arrive at a spiritual home where we know we are safe, healthy, and eternally loved. The epic story of the Exodus, which runs from the book of Exodus through the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, is a helpful reminder of the ways that we all experience these changes of faith. The journey of faith is marked by good times and sometimes bad times, times of plenty and times of want, times of safety and times of vulnerability, times of strength and times of weakness. There are the so-called Egypt stages, those times when we may have sensed a need to be free of something, to be delivered from a struggle or pain of some kind. In the story of Israel, it was a time when God was moved to speak to Moses from a burning bush saying, I have seen the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry. There are also the wilderness stages, times when we may have broken free from one struggle, but we still seem to be wandering in uncertainty. These stages have their own worries and vulnerabilities. They recall the worries of the Israelites, who having been liberated from Egypt, now worried about how they would get water in the desert or food when their supplies ran out. These wilderness times are times of testing when we have the same fear and worry that the Israelites felt when they uttered, is the Lord among us or not? And then there are the Sinai stages. In this portion of Exodus, Sinai is referred to as Mount Horeb. They're really the same thing in the biblical tradition. These are times when we rise up through the cloud cover of confusion and are blessed with an ability to catch a clear glimpse of God's majesty, if only for a moment. These are times of revelation. Just as Moses received the gift of the Ten Commandments on the heights of Sinai, so do we have times when we seem to hear God's voice with clarity, when God's directions seem particularly obvious to us. And finally, there are promised land stages. Times when we feel like we have finally arrived at that place we have been seeking, when we feel truly safe in the arms of a God who loves us and protects us. These confirmands have reached a promised land of sorts today, but they will soon learn, as we have all learned, that these moments can be fleeting, but that they can also be very precious. So we have to recognize them and embrace them when they do occur. There is a fancier term, a theological term, for this 
journey and its stages, it's sanctification. When something is sanctified, it is literally made holy. So when we are sanctified by Christ, we experience day by day a new heart and a new spirit being created within us. We experience a gradual change from sinfulness to righteousness. And this lifelong journey is rarely a straight path. Nor is our progress along that path steady. There are times when we are strong and times when we feel weak. We climb mountains, but we also slip back into bad habits. The Westminster Larger Catechism may say it the best. In sanctification, we say we are growing up to perfection. The book of Ephesians says it this way. We must no longer be children. We must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. The process of sanctification, the journey of becoming holy in the same way that God is holy, is a call to grow, to mature, to strain and struggle and strive with passion and conviction in the hopes that we can try to be as much like Christ as we can, trusting in Christ to fill in the many gaps for us. On this Confirmation Sunday, there are a few things that I would like to say about this journey that we are sharing. The first is to know that the Sinai stages are hard to hold on to. I once heard Tony Campolo tell a story about a man who would always answer an altar call whenever the pastor called for one. Now, we don't have many altar calls in our tradition. What our confirmands have done today publicly professing their faith is about as close as we usually get. But these things are more frequent in other faiths, especially Pentecostal faiths. And at a particular time in the service, that pastor would invite anyone who wanted to make a public profession of faith and to receive a public blessing to come down to the front of the church. And Campolo described this one man who would accept that invitation each and every time it was given. And he would run down the center aisle, waving his arms with enthusiasm, yelling, Fill me, Lord! Fill me! And finally, one sweet little woman in the congregation couldn't take it anymore. As the man ran down the aisle yet another time, yelling, Fill me, Lord! Fill me! She stood up and yelled, don't do it, Lord. He leaks. And it is true. We all leak. In our journeys with God, we can have some wondrous experiences. We can have Sinai mountaintop experiences when we really sense the power and the presence of God in our lives. And those are wonderful while they last. But gradually over time, that wondrous feeling fades. We are filled with the Spirit, but we leak. And that's okay. Moses stayed on Sinai for a long time, receiving the revelations of God, not only of the Ten Commandments, but of most, if not all, of the covenant law. But there came a time when even Moses had to move on to the next stage. 
Finally, God just gave it to Moses straight up, saying, Moses, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. And it was time for Moses to pick up and move on, continuing his journey to the promised land. This leads us to the second point I want to make about this journey. Because we leak, we have to be spiritually fed on a regular basis. All of us have had great meals in our lifetimes, right? Maybe a perfectly cooked steak or your favorite fish prepared just right. And then maybe finished off with your favorite dessert. Pecan pie with vanilla ice cream or your grandmother's coconut cake. Whatever perfection is for you. But just because you enjoyed that amazing meal, you would never say, well, that was as good as it's going to get. I'm done and I will never have to eat again. No, you will be hungry again eventually. And that is why on our spiritual journeys, we need to find a place where we can be spiritually fed on a regular basis. A fellowship of people where we can regularly hear the word of God and regularly receive the bread and wine of God's grace. The word of God is the bread of life and we need to ingest it regularly if we want our journeys to continue. And the last point I'll make this morning about the journey we are on is that each and every leg of this journey, each stage of our path to sanctification is something that has to be shared. The path of faith is not one that can be walked alone. As the Israelites traveled during each and every stage of their journey, they walked in groups, groups of families and friends, kinship groups. And at every stage in every season, you will never be able to understand the mysteries of God fully, or at least as fully as any human is able, without people around you to help you make sense of them. Many of you have heard that old chestnut about the spark that's removed from the fire. If it's taken out and placed alone, it can glow for a little while. But it cannot live long on its own without other fuel around it. Only by staying with others can that fire survive. Our God is a God who shines brightest and speaks the loudest in groups. At each stage of your journey, you will need a group of people who can love you, support you, sometimes admonish you, and even carry you along the path. So, welcome to all of the travelers who are joining us for this next stage of our journey of faith together. In the highs and the lows, in the moments of joy and our moments of sadness, in times when we are certain and times when we may doubt, we are on an amazing journey that promises to take us to wholeness, to take us to God, and to take us home. May God bless us on that journey together. Amen.